So I don't know how much of the, uh, uh, if I'm going to be able to repeat a lot of stuff, usually I like to update all the way through the show on the main themes of, uh, of the day, but I don't know if I'm going to have time to do much of that today because news is unfolding fast and furious uh, in the uh, first hour. Go back and listen to the podcast today. You can find it wherever podcasts are found. Uh, we talked about the trade war and actual hot war and the history of that and how it is beginning to look like we are in some ways preparing for that. Uh, Yesterday, Donald Trump did some very important things with the open skies law that Barack Obama uh, signed into office, a very bad security risk for the United States. He has repealed that. They're also talking now that he is... Um, going to uh, propose that we have to know who is funding uh, your 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 mutual fund. No more offshore stuff uh, going into the stock market. We need to know who's who owns the, that stock because we suspect China is is has their finger on a sell button, which could cripple us. Um, Turkey has just invaded Syria. They say that it's all sunshine and lollipops and, you know, they want to help the Kurds. Uh-huh. Uh, they're on record talking about how they want all Kurd country back. These are not the Kurds that we have abandoned in the past. These are not the good Kurds that we think about. Um, these are the Kurds in Syria. They are Marxist communists. Um, they're, they're authoritarians. Um, but there are Christians living among them. Lots of Christians, and I believe Turkey wants to commit genocide on all Kurds. I believe Turkey, once they get Syria under control and they control that part of the land, uh, they're just going to move into Kurdish country in Iraq, which then we have a then we have something else. I mean, a lot these Turks, a lot of these Turks took some of the Christians that didn't want to leave, and the reason why the the uh, Christians didn't want to leave is because if we leave, they'll erase all Christian her- heritage. They'll rec- they'll erase everything in this. We've got to have Christianity thrive in the Middle East, or at least have a presence in the Middle East. And the the Kurds are the ones who took many of these people in. They have been great, great friends of the U.S., great friends of Christians. We are going to have thousands of Christians to move out of Syria again, uh, and we really need your help. Uh, The Nazarene Fund is low on funds because we have been told that, you know, you have been told that, you know, everything is fine over there and the Christians are fine. They are not. Nothing could be further from the truth, but that's what the press wants to report, and so they do. But that's not true. Now with uh, Turkey going into Syria, all of those Christians are panicking this morning because they're already being bombed by Turkey. And Turkey will level it. So they are all starting to gather their things and leave. And this has happened before. There is a, um, a, a Christian village called uh, Batnea, and it was occupied by ISIS, and it was... 6,000 Christians were living in there. And the artillery fire came. Uh, they destroyed all the, the, uh, the buildings. All of the, uh, the uh, Christians were either killed or escaped. Population of Christians, some of them 
uh, were displaced. They went up with the Kurds. It has just been, it's been horrible, horrible. Finally, uh, the militias were um, taken out. ISIS was killed, and we were able to um, get these Christian, this Christian territory back. Now, here's the thing. The militias are allowing Shia Muslims to claim the empty Christians' homes and the property. So what they're doing now is the Shia militias are coming in, and they're taking all of this, this property. And the central government in Iraq is not supporting the Christians. There are no good aid groups there to help. The only aid group that is there right now is the Nazarene Fund. You, you created a monster. I mean, because of, because of your heart, you created the, an iron wall. The people we have working for the Nazarene Fund, they're not going anywhere. We've lost two operatives. One has been shot 19 times. He's still alive. He won't stop. We're like, you got to stop, dude. you got to stop. And he's like, never. Last month, the Nazarene Fund installed three industrial generators that are now supplying power to this Christian town so Christian families can return and be added to the grid. We're supplying the basic services, reestablishing civic and cultural anchors. Um, We are there giving people who are hanging on by a thread a chance to recover and return to their homeland. Last weekend, 35 Christian families returned, and we were there to greet them. We really need your help. Please, if you can, this is going to happen now in Syria. And we are going to have thousands of people that are going to need to escape. I think these people are going to end up going to other countries um, because there's no place left for them anymore. There's no place left. Now that Turkey is trying to reestablish the Ottoman Empire, there's no place left. We have Iran coming in. We have Turkey coming down. We have Syria absolutely on fire. We have uh, um, Israel all by itself. Where are they going to go? Please help us at the NazareneFund.org. And I ask, I, I can tell you that every single dollar, we just did an audit um, on the people who are helping us with the Nazarene Fund. And I can tell you that every single penny went to these missions nobody nobody's salary came out of this um, no office space nothing every single penny goes to help them which i now have to ask you the unsexy thing we do a ball every year and we do auctions and we do everything we can we work so hard to make this something of value because we invite you to come down um, to Dallas, or just buy, just just go to uh, mercuryone.org, M1 Ball, and look. There's many ways you can participate. We do this once a year because this is the thing that pays for all of the salaries and the light bills and the buildings and everything else. It's intense. Um, we are we are going to be talking about how we are going to double our efforts. Um, soon on some new projects and we really need your help please uh, this is next it's not next saturday saturday after it's the 26th i think um let me look here 
2019 ball. It is happening Saturday, October 26th. And you can come, you can buy a ticket and not come, buy a table. Um, but uh, it's mercuryone.org slash m1ball. We would really appreciate your help, especially today. Now, let me talk to you about Donald Trump. Why is Turkey going in? Donald Trump said, we're leaving the area, but you're not going to go do that. Well, they wrote an op-ed. The the Turkey, what is he? The Turkey Minister of Communication? Yeah, Communications Director. He says, this is how it starts. Uh, During a phone call with President Erdogan Sunday, President Trump agreed to transfer the leadership of the counter-Islamic state campaign to Turkey. The Turkish military, together with the Free Syrian Army, will cross the Turkish-Syrian border shortly. George Washington famously said, again, this is the Turkish communication director telling us what George Washington famously said, that America must steer clear of permanent alliances. America, American officials have been saying for years that their partnership with the terrorist organization, Kurdistan Workers' Party Syrian Affiliate People's Protection, uh, Protection Units, or YPG, is in the fight against uh, Islamic State was tactical. So our alliance with this terrorist group was tactical. Trump's latest decision reflects that view. I mean, that, that feel, it feels like they're just pushing us around. I don't really care. I don't really. I really don't care. I think this is something different than 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 that. Um, I think what you're going to see is a world. I mean, let me give you this. Let me give you this story because this makes the point. Look at you said to me yesterday: Is China getting more aggressive? Didn't you, Stu? I did. It does seem that way. Yes, and the answer is yes. They are getting more aggressive. There is also another story that I have about Russia, and Russia now is going into uh, Europe, and there is a there's a group of Russian. It's a it's a military hit squad, really. Um, and these these Russians, and I'll give you all the information here in a second, uh, are now going in to destabilize Europe. Why is this happening? This is happening because the world is unstable. Why? Because they think the president of the United States is weak. Now, listen. You go lion hunting or bear hunting. You better take that bear down with your first shot. You don't want a wounded bear. A wounded bear, a, a, even a, a, you wound a bear and he starts pumping adrenaline and coming towards you. You can shoot and shoot and shoot. The bear could be technically dead, but just the adrenaline that's in that bear can maul you to death. This Nancy Pelosi wounded the bear. They wounded the lion of Donald Trump. They didn't take him out. The rest of the world sees this now and says, oh, my gosh, the president is so distracted. We can do anything. Because he's weakened with his his people in the country. Congress is keeping him busy. He's not going to want to do anything right now. You have the wrong president. And I want to continue down that line in one minute. (laughs) 
First came the destabilization campaign in Moldova, followed by the poisoning of an arms dealer in Bulgaria and then a thwarted coup in Montenegro. Last year, there was an, ass- an attempt to assassinate a former, former Russia spy in Britain. Uh, and through all of the operations, they had the fingerprints of Russia's intelligence services. Everybody saw these initially as isolated incidences, but they're not. Western security officials have now concluded that these operations and potentially many, many others are part of a coordinated and ongoing campaign to destabilize Europe. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to I'm going to have an aneurysm. I really am. We told you all of these things. We told you all of these things before Donald Trump was elected two years before he was elected. This is an elite unit now inside the Russian intelligence system, skilled in subversion, sabotage, and assassination. The group is known in Russia, in the higher echelons, as Unit 29155. It is operated for at least 10 years, and yet we, at least we're saying, we just only recently discovered this. Intelligence officials in four Western countries say it is unclear how often the unit is mobilized and warn that it is impossible to know when and where its operatives will strike. The purpose of Unit 29155, which has not been previously reported, underscores the degree to which the Russian president, Vladimir Putin, is actively fighting the West with his brand of so-called hybrid warfare, a blend of propaganda, hacking attacks, and disinformation, as well as open military confirm, uh, uh, confrontation. Why is this happening? Why is this happening? Why are we starting to see the entire world start to fall apart it's not because Donald Trump is a, is a hammer and is hammering everyone. It is because he is appearing weak right now. He's appearing weak because I don't think people really understand what's happening. And you're not saying he is weak. No, you're saying, I'm saying to the rest of the world. Because of impeachment. Okay? They're you gotta seeing remember. this going on, and they're saying this is the time to move. Yes, and you have to remember, just like we see things through Western eyes, they see things through the eyes of their country. So in their country, they know coups happen. They know that uh, you know a prime minister can be you know, uh, recalled or, or impeached, if you will, just with a no-vote confidence. They have no idea what it means and what it takes and what is actually happening here on the ground. But I think that works to their advantage because they are also the ones who are fomenting a distrust of one another. Now, our politicians in Washington, they are only making things worse. And we're going to see increased instability. Because the president to the rest of the world looks like he's been weakened by Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats with this impeachment hearing. So things are going to become more unstable and they don't have any idea they are dealing with Donald Trump. He's not your typical president. You're listening to Glenn Beck.
welcome to the uh, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, there is there's a lot happening today. Uh, things are accelerating. Uh, we have Turkey uh, starting to drop bombs in Syria, uh, which they first said they weren't going to do. Uh, or Trump first said that he wasn't going to allow them to do, and then it was if they don't, if they do anything inhumane. So we are we're displacing thousands of Christians today in Syria, and they may die if we can't get them out, um, because I do believe that Syria is on a genocidal uh, tirade. Um, even if it doesn't happen right now, they're going to be in charge of of what's going on and they are looking to reestablish the Ottoman Empire. And that is a stated goal. And I know Ottoman Empire, that's crazy. That's as crazy as the caliphate. Listen. Don't listen to the so-called frickin' experts because they're wrong every step of the way. Take people at their word. Russia has also started using a new unit, what's been around for 10 years, to destabilize Europe. And our officials in Washington are wondering what's happening. Listen. Because we told you what was happening. We told you clearly this was coming. All you have to do is listen to the people who Putin listens to. Meanwhile, the impeachment hearings are making our president look weak to the bad guys in the world. You think there's a reason why China is upping the game? You damn right, because they think they can win. Meanwhile, yesterday, the president repealed the open skies law which allowed china and russia and everybody else just to fly their military jets in our airspace with no problem no no that was a bad law but why did the president revoke it yesterday things are heating up listen to the first hour of this podcast today to find out just what's happening on wall street And what is happening with stocks and bonds and the bank bailouts that the Fed is doing? It is time now more than ever to keep calm and carry on. You cannot blindly support impeachment or support no impeachment. Don't blindly do it. You must have the facts. I told my staff today that... We need uh, we need some things up uh, on my set for the five o'clock because you can't understand. Nobody is nobody is explaining this to you. And we are going to explain it every freaking night. We are going to go through it every night because people need to understand. Last night we went over the whistleblower. Let me just give you some of the highlights. Here's how the usual whistleblower complaint is handled by the intelligence community. It's very simple. There are five steps. First, whistleblower has to come to the inspector general. The inspector general then has 14 days to determine if the complaint is credible and of urgent concern. You don't come in and file uh, uh, something. You go to the inspector general 
and you say, hey, listen, this is what I'm hearing. Well, what are you hearing this from? What, what, where did you get this? Did you see anything? They have 14 days after you go in and meet with the inspector general to see if it's credible and of urgent concern. Now, the urgent concern language is really important. An intelligence community urgent concern is defined as relating to the, quote, administration or operation of an intelligence activity within the authority of the director of national intelligence involving classified information. You can't just go to a member of Congress. You can't just go in and uh, and and circumvent these things you have to go to the ig because even if you have a top secret clearance doesn't mean you have clearance to see everything that's top secret it's top secret do you have a clearance yes what's your need to know so members of congress don't have a need to know things if they do they then can ask for those top secret documents and say i have top secret clearance But it's very important. Not everybody has any secret. Not everybody can just go to Area 51 and find the alien bodies. Do you have a need to know? All right. The information. Step three. If the information is deemed credible and urgent, then the IG is required, required to forward it to the the director of national intelligence. Then the director of national intelligence, the DNI, has seven days to submit that report to Congress. However, if the information is deemed not credible or no action is taken, the whistleblower then can go directly to Congress, but capitalized, but he is required to tell the IG and work with the DNI to ensure that he isn't exposing classified information that he is not supposed to. Okay, that last step is incredible. You can go to Congress, but you have to inform the IG and the DNI because they have to look at that and say, wait, 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 you can't tell them that because they don't have the clearance to know these things. Now, that's the way it is, and we've seen this in every movie. Jack Bauer or any Tom Clancy character, Jack Ryan, is always in trouble because he's like, I'm just going to tell them. You can't tell them, and they always get in trouble for telling them. Here, this guy's going to get a promotion. What are we doing to our intelligence community? We are equipping them. We are arming them. All right, so that's what normally happens, but that's not what happened this time. Here is what happened. The phone call between President Trump and Ukrainian president occurred on July 25th, and then there's this weird 18-day gap. 18 days. The guy didn't file any kind of complaint. Well, he probably had to hear it from the water cooler. Did it take him 18 days to do it? Here's what happened. You follow the usual official process. The complaint should have gone directly to the IG. But the New York Times broke the story that the whistleblower went straight to the House Intelligence Committee. This whistleblower skipped steps one through four. He only used half of, uh, of number five. He went directly to Congress. That's, that's only one, one line in step number five. 
He didn't inform the IG. He didn't inform the DNI. No one. He went right directly to the Senate Intelligence Committee. Now, why is that? Why is that? What kind of responsible whistleblower does that? Cuts the system out. Because they could have gone to them and gotten nothing. But then the rules state, as long as he did that, he can go to Congress. Now, here's the part that they really don't want to, uh, they don't want you to know. What guidance did the Democrats give this whistleblower? How much and what information was shared? This whistleblower is a CIA officer, and he just revealed classified information without permission from the director of intelligence or the IG. And that 18-day gap before he decided to actually follow the correct procedure is not him deciding and tossing and turning because he went to Congress to Adam Schiff and the Intelligence Committee. That's in one of those glass rooms. You've seen them in, you know, the movies where they go into the glass rooms and you have to sign in, you have to buzz in, and then you sit in there and everything that you say is totally top secret. Nothing can come out of that room, okay? This guy went into that room and talked to Adam Schiff and who and Schiff and who else? Who else was in the room? Who else heard it? Was it the full committee that heard it? Or was it just a few? Did the DNC attorneys, did the attorneys for Adam Schiff that are in that room, did those attorneys help craft this whistleblower's story? What is what does Schiff know? When did he know it? Who else knew it? What was said? Who were the attorneys in the room? Did they help? Because here's what we know Schiff said. Okay, you've got to go get a lawyer. You gotta go get a lawyer. That's not in any of the procedures. You gotta go get the IG. You gotta go to the DNI. No, no, you gotta get a lawyer and you gotta prepare this case. For what? Schiff knew about it. I believe Schiff and possibly the attorneys in that room broke all kinds of laws, helped him craft this, then sent him to an attorney firm. And you're not going to guess who this attorney firm is. This attorney firm, the, the odds of this happening are just, I mean, so coincidental. The main lawyer representing the whistleblower is Mark Zaid. Shortly after the president was uh, inaugurated, Zaid co-founded an organization called the Whistleblower Aid. Its main page now says report government and corporate lawbreaking without breaking the law. But that's not what it said when it was first established right after the president was uh, inaugurated. No, no, no. Fortunately, whatever is online is forever. What it used to say was, today, our republic is under threat. Whistleblower aid is committed to protecting the rule of law in the United States and around the world. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. But it almost seems like a setup, a partisan attack on Donald Trump. They didn't do it during the Obama administration. They did it right after Donald Trump was elected. And then, and then what they did is they went out 
and tried to goad people into uh, spilling the beans on Trump. They were on every street corner and every, you know, every uh, subway stop going to the Capitol. They stood on street corners in D.C. handing out pamphlets and whistles so you could whistle blow. They hung signs up in the D.C. metro that said, uh, you know, you've got to blow the whistle on this. This is the guy? He just happens to find this guy's firm. Or is this a partisan set up from the very beginning? It's at least worth knowing before people start to say, yeah, I'm with this impeachment. It's at least worth the president being able to present some of these things, but nobody's doing it. We are five o'clock tonight. I tell you who the main player is. We expose the documents. We expose how, uh, tonight. Tonight, we're going to introduce you to uh, the uh, real Underwoods. Francis Underwood and his wife, Claire, were, I always thought, were the Clintons. No. Mm -mm. They were actually based on another real-life couple, good friends of the Clintons, who are even more brutal than the Clintons. How were they involved? The Underwoods were involved in Ukraine? you damn right. Wait until you see the story of the Chalupa. Tonight, 5 o'clock, join us. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. Join us now. We'll see you at 5 o'clock. That's 5 o'clock Eastern time. That's that's 2.15 Pacific. By the way, while you're saying that, it was hard to take your monologue seriously with the hat you're wearing. You like the hat? I really like the hat. Is that new? (laughs) Yes, it is the new uh, Glenn's Original Recipe uh, hat. Glenn (laughs) Beck's Original. It looks like your face. On a bucket of chicken, does it? It's great. I love it. Last night, I was reading some (laughs) of the comments of people who watched the show, and they were like, I can't. I mean, I just I'm having a hard time seeing past Colonel Sanders <laughs> and I'm sorry it's so dra- distracting, but people have been saying that. So I decided to embrace it. Yes. And so now the Colonel Sanders uh, gear, the Glenn Beck's original recipe hat with my face on the bucket of chicken is on the front uh, and the T-shirts are even better. Is it shop at the blaze dot com? Yes. Get that? Yeah. Okay, there you go. OK. Uh, all right. Zip recruiter. We're going to give you an update on what's happening on the other side of the world with China and Hong Kong. You know, 76ers uh, last night at one of their games, um, people were chanting, um, what was it? Free Hong Kong. Free Hong Kong. Yeah, free Hong Kong, Mm -hmm. free Hong Kong. They were escorted out of the building, out of the arena. The NBA thugs took those supporters of freedom in Hong Kong and threw them out in Philadelphia. At a 70, as in 1776ers, thrown out for freedom of speech of supporting freedom on the other side of the world. What's happening to us? You're listening to Glenn Beck.